Wednesday, 28th of February, 2024. Maybe today. So Paul said, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat where I ought to be judged. To the Jews I have done no wrong, as you very well know. Acts 25.10 The words are more literally rendered. And Paul said, I am, having stood upon the beamer of Caesar, where I should be judged. I harmed Jews nothing, as you also know very well. CG In the previous verse, Festus asked Paul if he was willing to go up to Jerusalem to be tried. In response, Paul speaks firmly and directly. And Paul said, I am, having stood upon the beamer of Caesar. The verb is a perfect participle, active. In essence, I have stood and continue to stand upon the beamer of Caesar. As such, it is not surprising that Paul declined the invitation to be tried in Jerusalem. He had nothing to gain, and it was evident that neither Rome nor Jerusalem had any basis for a conviction against him. Therefore, it was to this that he made his appeal. He was brought to a Roman setting for alleged crimes against Rome. The religious crimes of which he was charged went unproven, and so to send him back to Jerusalem would be a mockery of his time spent under Roman imprisonment. Because of where he was brought and where he continued to stand, he next notes it is, where I should be judged. Barnes paraphrases Paul's thoughts by saying, quote, I am a Roman citizen, I have a right to justice, I am under no obligation to put myself again in the hands of the Jews, I have a right to a fair and impartial trial, and I claim the protection and privileges which all Roman citizens have before their tribunals, the right of a fair and just trial." End quote. This then is almost a rebuke to Festus for leaving the justice of Rome and a Roman citizen in the hands of those who had failed to make a case against him. Despite many weighty accusations, which were obviously false. Regardless of Festus being in attendance in Jerusalem or not, the trial would be a travesty. With that understood, and to make the point perfectly clear, he next says, I harmed Jews nothing, as you also know very well. Although the tone of his voice is lacking, we can guess that the words were courteously stated while still being cutting in their meaning. The you also indicates quite clearly that Paul feels Festus has overlooked his rights as a Roman to accommodate those he will have to face during his tenure as governor. The stand is inappropriate, and Paul reminds him of this. Paul also uses a word, halion, found only here in scripture. It means very well. Paul not only says, you also, but he adds in this direct and bold statement that what Festus was presented, he was completely aware of it, despite not acting on what he knew. Life Application When Jesus was tried, John records a part of his time before the leaders of Israel. The high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple, where the Jews always meet, and in secret I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Indeed, they know what I said. 
And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? John 18, 19-23 Jesus' words were truthful and were stated in a way that told the high priest that what he had previously spoken could be verified by others. If this made the high priest look biased in his judgment and incomplete in his actions that led to Jesus' arrest, that was his problem. Jesus said nothing evil or malicious. This is something we must consider in our own speaking with others. People may not like how we respond to them, but as long as our words are truthful, any offence taken by those who hear us is their problem. Jesus and Paul were brought forth for trial. In Jesus' case, it was to bring false charges against him to eliminate him. In a similar manner, the Jews falsely accused Paul. The previous trial had demonstrated that. However, Festus's actions only exasperated the problem by not acknowledging Paul's innocence and immediately calling forth a not guilty verdict. Therefore, they both stated what was true concerning the trials in which they stood. Should you find yourself accused of wrongdoing, if you are innocent, be sure to speak out firmly about what the situation is. If the law is on your side and the judge is fair, you will suffer no harm from your words. However, if the trial is unfair, it will not make any difference from the start. Either way, saying what is true and standing upon the truth is always the best option in such matters. Oh God, it seems more likely each day that those who are willing to boldly proclaim the truth concerning Jesus will face increased persecution. The world has quickly taken a stand against the message of sin, our need for redemption, and that it is only found in Jesus. Instead, people want to work out wickedness without being bothered by the thought of facing judgment for their actions. Therefore, they increasingly want to do away with the messengers who proclaim this. And so, O oh God, give us boldness to stand firm on this truth, no matter what the consequences. Amen. Paul said, I'm standing at Caesar's judgment seat now. This is where I should be judged. I've done nothing wrong to the Jews. You know this is true. Acts 25 verse 10